everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denae Poth. This is season three, episode number five. Uh, thank you for joining in today. If you've been listening in my newest season, or if you've been listening since I started uh, two seasons ago, which would have been September of 2019, thank you for continuing to be one of my listeners. And if you have been listening, then you know that my podcast is me just sharing some ideas, talking to myself. There are no edits. It's just something that's on my mind, or it might be a question that has come up, people asking for ideas or things that I've tried in my own classroom and just trying to share out with others. And so most recently, since it has been the start of a new school year, and for many, the first time back in person for maybe the whole entire previous year or for part of it. I've been sharing some ideas focused on social emotional learning, also building communication skills, helping students to become more interactive, whether in the classroom, hybrid, fully virtual, leveraging some of the different methods and some of the different digital tools that are out there that enable us to really do a lot now compared to what we could have done had this whole experience with schools being closed and the shifts between environments happened when I was in school or even 15 years ago, or even going back 10 years from now. So just trying to share some ideas to, I don't know, kickstart the school year. Also, as we head into the fall and looking for ideas for maybe October, November, through till the start of the new year, just, I don't know, throwing some maybe new tools or tools that you know about, but didn't think about using in a certain way, uh, out there for today. And since in my class, we are starting some new vocabulary units, I teach Spanish and also STEAM, students will be working on some different projects and activities over the next couple of weeks. And I'm always looking for new ideas, but also rely on some tools for the past couple of years that students really enjoy using. And what I love the most about using some of these tools, especially in my class, is that students get to create these digital stories. And for many years, I've been assigning projects, giving very little in the way of choice, maybe using paper or one specific digital tool. But what I found was that students would come back with something different than what I had asked for. And I realized that I needed to give them more options and opportunities to be creative in a way that met their interests and their needs, and also help them to build skills that were essential for the future, like social emotional learning skills. And digital citizenship skills, which is, of course, an important topic in October, but all throughout the year, and then social emotional learning skills. When I give some of these choices, when we give these choices and offer some different options for our students, we will see that it promotes some creativity. I've had students say, I'm not creative. I myself have said I'm not creative. It can definitely help in that area, I will tell you. It boosts student engagement. Obviously, maybe not obviously, not to me for many years, but student choice comes in as well. And in my class, if I've asked students to retell a story, or if you're teaching and they're reading a book, to have them come up with a different ending or to recreate something that happened in the story using what they're learning, but also connecting it with some different method or digital tool, it helps students to build additional skills beyond that content knowledge. They are building critical thinking skills and maybe problem solving, depending on what it is that they're actually learning. When it comes to technology, I've had students who say, but I don't want to use technology, I'd rather draw. That's okay, because with all of these options, they can draw, they can use pictures, uh, they can put those into some other product and kind of app smash, if you will. But the idea is just to give them options that enable them 
to either work independently, to work together in a virtual space and have these in place so that if we do have to make transitions, we can facilitate learning in any space we are. We can have students working whatever is convenient to them at their own pace, but full of a lot of choices. So what I thought I would share today in a shorter than normal episode will be some of the tools that my students have used for uh, digital storytelling or creating a video or a newslet newsletter for project-based learning, uh, for even for augmented reality that we've done in my STEAM class. It's been great just having a lot of options available to us that don't necessarily take a lot of time that students can be really creative and put in as much as they want to and explore or just kind of start and build upon it. And some of these tools I, I talk about often, but the beauty of it is it, they are so versatile and maybe you didn't necessarily think of one of them, but maybe this will be a new idea and something you can explore. So the first one I'm gonna throw out there is Storybird. And I started to use that years ago when I was getting my master's degree because I needed to create some type of a presentation and I did not want to use a PowerPoint uh, the idea was to kind of create some type of a manual or a newsletter or a book or something. And so I had used Storybird with my students, but decided to use it for my own purposes and create a book about um, major laws that had a major impact in special education. And so I loved it because I was able to get a hardcover copy of the book hold it in my hands and see it, but also use it to share with other teachers. Now in our classroom, students can create online and you can download the book as a PDF. You can print it as a softer hardcover book. The pricing varies, of course, depending on the length, but it's really great to add those to your classroom library. As a language teacher, having books written by students in the room is pretty awesome to see their name on the cover. With Storybird, they can choose the illustrations and the different themes. There's thousands of options that are out there and students really can create something, but it doesn't take a lot of time because the background, the images are all there. They just need to add the content. So Storybird is one that I definitely recommend. Another one that I haven't used in a little while, but I, I really like and my students enjoyed was Animoto, A-N-I-M-O-T-O. And again, this is one that I use for my own purposes for making a quick promo video for something years ago for ISTE. But I also used it at the start of my STEAM course with my eighth graders a couple of years in a row so that they could make a short video to introduce themselves to classmates. Now, this was way before we were learning in a virtual space, but it helped students to begin to build some comfort and confidence with their classmates. And it was very quick. They could choose a template that was available and design a video, putting in some images or take a picture from in the classroom to share who they were. But you could also have it for students to create a video newsletter or maybe a book report that they use and create a video yourself to welcome students into our classrooms, to share information about our classes, or even to send to share with families for the families to get to know us as well. So Animoto is a great tool. It has some free, also some paid versions of it. Another one, Flipgrid, I'll throw out there. And these are in no specific order. They're just whatever's coming to the top of my mind right now. But with Flipgrid, especially with the updates and new features they added this summer, you can do so much whenever you're making a video. And it really does help promote creativity. And it gives students a space involved in what has become called like a social learning network. And educators can record videos, students can record their videos. And then there's all kinds of other content that we as educators can add in. But for students, they could work with a partner and do a skit. They could create a video lesson to share what they're learning. 
They could reflect on what they've learned or they could do whatever they decide to do and make a video with the background, special effects, some text on the screen, and just build their skills in the content area, of course, but also a lot of the other skills in the process. And then finally, to round it out for today, so I've given you three so far, the Storybird, Animoto, and Flipgrid. The last one that I will throw out there for today's uh, short podcast episode will be Buncee. And Buncee is one that I do talk about often, but I wanted to bring it up because they recently uh, partnered and are part of the Capstone Publishing Company right now. So with Buncee, you also, for anybody who's teaching and is familiar with Capstone, you have access to a lot of other characters and everything that you could possibly imagine within Buncee. What is great about it is that you have so many choices and templates that are available for you or for students, and a lot of different categories. And for years, we've used Buncee. It's a multi-purpose, multimedia content creation tool, and it's great for any grade level or content area. You can make something interactive depending on what you create within it. But I love that it enables everybody to visualize the concepts and communicate their ideas in a way that's creative or that meets their personal interests and needs. And now, since they have this new collaboration, uh, as you know, being acquired by Capstone, you have additional content that is available from within that. And so getting started is easy with any of these, but within Buncee, you can find some new Capstone stickers and animations and backgrounds that are available. So imagine reading some of the books and asking students to create some representation or vis visualization of what they have read in the book. And I just love that you can take any one of these tools and give students a chance to create, whether in written form, because the backgrounds are there, and focus on what they're writing, or create something from scratch and make a whole presentation or a video, or just use the power of voice, like using Flipgrid, and be able to narrate a story or to go back and talk and explain, talk about and explain something to others. And I think what's the most important is that, you know, there's thousands of options and possibilities that are out there but we want to provide students with more choices in how they are showing what they're learning in our classroom. And these tools that I mentioned definitely promote collaboration. They help students to build those essential social-emotional learning skills, whether in-person, hybrid, or in a virtual learning environment. And using these, and of course, other options that are out there, maybe tools that you're using that are similar, helps with any transitions we might need to make throughout the school year. And again, I use them when in our physical classroom space and I've seen people posting online with the pods, doing their flip grids. So there are a lot of possibilities out there. And so for today, those are my four tools and some of my tips and ideas to share for getting students to tell stories. What are they learning about? What is something that we can learn about them? So doing some about me, some relationship building. There are so many possibilities, but the idea is Choose a few, try one or two, get the student feedback, see how it goes. And if it goes well, then great. And if it doesn't, there are many other options out there. And with that, I will officially end this episode of my podcast. But before that, I invite you to join my Thrive in EDU community on Facebook. We go live on Mondays and Fridays, most all the time, later in the evening, either 5.30 or 6 or 6.30 Eastern. We have a guest, we have some fun, we have conversation about education and topics that we're very interested in, but we also have fun by playing a game. So I hope that you will join my community and stay tuned for the next episode of Thrive in EDU. 
And last note, if you know some world language educators, let them know about my new book that is available now through Rutledge. It's Your World Language Classroom, Strategies for In-Person and Digital Instruction, full of ideas, some of which I shared here with you today, now that I think about it, and many others. And with that, thank you again for listening, and I will catch you the next time.